leave meeting. Hi, Madeline. Hey, girl, what's up? We are doing a bonus episode. We've taken a few weeks off. Uh, for those who listen, uh, you might Sorry. have noticed that we kind of skipped the last few weeks. I think both Madeline and I have been going through some stuff and just needed to get caught up. And then we watched a certain movie, which we will be reviewing today. A certain Um, movie is definitely like how you should put it. Because my sister texted me before I'd even watched it. And she was like, you should review this for your podcast, which she doesn't even listen to. But anyway, fuck you, Maeve. That was uh, Neve, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, fuck you, Neve. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to hear this. So, yeah. Um, yeah watch, no. she actually does listen every week and she's like, wow, guys. I feel um, like this movie is like part of the reason why I had to take two weeks off, but <laughs> we'll probably get into that when we start getting into specifics. Um, mm. But yes, mm. so this is a bonus episode of another picture show podcast. Uh, we are, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this at all because I just, I don't know. I wasn't sure if it counts, you know, that's what I said when she texted, when my sister texted me, she was like, at at first I didn't know what it was when she Mm -hmm. said, when she said it. And I was like, what is that? And then I looked it up and I was like, I don't know if this counts. And she was like, well, watch it and then determine if it counts. So Neve is now dictating what we watch on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Cause you you uh, brought it up to me. You were like, we should review this. I was like, yeah. It doesn't really go with our theme for this month or, you know, this season of female-led films, but we'll make Another an exception. bonus episode was a Disney bracket. So, yeah. I mean. We're going to make an exception. So, this is a very long way to say we're going to be talking about Bo Burnham's Inside. Yay! Yes. So, for those we're who. Yeah, for those who have been <laughs> living under a rock. Uh, Bo Burnham just released his new special on Netflix. He wrote it, he directed it, he filmed it, he starred in it, he did everything himself. He was basically alone in his, in this room for a year during the pandemic, filming this special. And it looked like a guest house almost. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his like little studio guest house that's part of his actual house so he doesn't you know actually sleep in there he makes a lot of money he definitely does not sleep in that like studio carpet looking thing no No furniture just equipment um (laughs) and a stove yeah Yeah, so madeline before we get into the the special itself i'm curious like how familiar familiar are you with bo burnham and his like work before this so I've seen his other, I, I don't know how many specials he has, but I've definitely seen the one, it's like my favorite one where at the end he's doing like, he's making fun of Kanye and he's talking about oh, the Chipotle yeah. bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen that one. I've probably seen another one. I've probably seen two other ones besides inside at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely like, I, when he was, when he was on vine back in the day, I was watching his vines. One of my favorite vines of all time is him. And he's like, <laughs> He's like, hey, Jesus, can you toss me a bottle of water? And it's like one bottle of water coming up and he catches it. And it's a bottle of wine. It was really fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I know. And I knew his like YouTube videos. Like I've known, I haven't, I don't want to be like, I'm a mega fan or like anything like yeah. insane, but I've known about Bo Burnham for a long time. Mm-hmm. And of course he was in um, Promising Young Woman. So yeah. 
uh his he's expanded into like he's the front of oh and he was a director i saw his movie eighth grade he directed i don't know if he wrote it but he directed that movie yeah he wrote it i've seen that Um, was it good i haven't seen it it was like i feel like it was definitely for a younger audience like it was definitely made for somebody who was in eighth grade to like Mm -hmm. relate to so like when i was watching it i was like because there are like things like you're like oh like it's really important that like an eighth grader sees this like this is how like older boys act like don't like there's a scene I don't want to spoil too much like maybe we'll talk about it some other day but like she's like in the car with like a high school boy and like things get a little hairy yeah and I'm like this is like but Hannah and I were like my roommate uh at the time where like I was like I was like I need another drink before we watch this like it was (laughs) one of those things where it's like you know it's it's cringy but it's like it still had good like it was good but it was like cringy at the same time you know yeah, I would say I I don't want to say that I've like followed Bo since the beginning of his career because like I, I've known about him since the beginning of his career, but right. I wasn't like uh, I really wasn't an online person until college, really. So like mm-hmm. the beginning part of his career, like I had heard of him, I had probably seen a few vines here and there, but like I wasn't mm-hmm. following him as I feel like closely as I am now. <laughs> I but, feel like um, I didn't know his name until he started becoming like really popular on Vine. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I've seen his YouTube videos and like, oh, you know what song it was? Um, I'll have to look up the video. There was just this one Vine that he did that was like so fucking funny. And I was like, wait, I feel like I've seen something like this before. And then I found his YouTube page and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This guy. So it definitely was one of those, like he had like a, a big vine or whatever, go viral. And then kind of like you, I was like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. I get it now. But I I've known about him probably since like 2015. Yeah. I mean, I watched all of his specials. So like, I didn't really follow his YouTube career too much, but I did watch his specials. Um, words 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 came out in 2010 I think and then what was 2013 I remember watching that like all the time yes all the time freshman year of uh college I was like in Ryan's dorm room and like our mutual friend's dorm room like it was on all the time uh and then make happy is the one I think you're referring to yes make happy one with the Kanye reference which Mm -hmm. I adore and then uh, Inside came out this year. So there's a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, I think it's interesting watching all of his specials from the beginning to now, like the progression of his like, his comedy evolving a yeah, little bit. Like his humor. Because um, he's always been a very visual, visual comedian and a very, you know, using the medium in a very interesting way with music and lights and he's very theatrical. <laughs> and what is definitely like his I'm I'm on the scene now pay attention to me and make happy is he's kind of becoming a little bit more um I don't want to say cynical but like meta in his approach to like content I guess and yeah. then inside is straight up just like <laughs> it's funny I but you're like also time. like you're like also bummed out at the yeah. same time <laughs> okay so now we can start talking about 
inside. But before I do that, I keep like saying, you know, preemptively, like before we do this, I want to give like a trigger warning because I'm pretty sure like we're going to talk about like mental health, suicide, Mm -hmm. like a bunch of different topics that are in the special. Um, And I know for me, this special like knocked me out for a few days because of my own issues. And I don't plan on holding back anything (laughs) in, in this discussion. So preemptively just trigger warning, if you're not interested in listening to any of that. Um, Otherwise, Let's buckle up. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. So two Madeline. straps, two buckles, fucking a helmet, neck brace, preemptive <laughs> neck brace. Madeline, what did you think of inside? <sighs> I think okay, I kind of got drunk while I was watching it. So oh, like, I did too. I did too. Yeah. Um, so like part of me, it was just like really interesting because like the the last song, like ner- the one like Are You Nervous or whatever. Um, don't be nervous. Where it's all blue and like the one that yeah. you did the painting of, like where it's all like, eyes on me, all eyes on me. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, I feel like I should have like cried watching that part. You know what I mean? I, it's like one of those things where it's like I felt almost this like emotional buildup watching mm. it, and I was like, I was like, I feel like I need to like release something right now. But I think I was like also in a weird way like too drunk to be emotional. Yeah. You know, like like the opposite end of like the emotional drunk spectrum where you're either like sobbing constantly or you're like catatonic and I was definitely leaning more towards catatonic um but I really I mean I really liked it overall I really really liked it I really (laughs) I don't know I've always loved like we talked about Bo Burnham's like humor and stuff like that um but I don't know this one was I mean it's just so different like he really he really just took like a hard left and was like you know what fuck this <laughs> and just like scar and decided to do whatever the hell he wanted. I think I liked it a lot because it like being in quarantine like sucked for a lot of people. Yeah. Um I had a better, I guess, quarantine experience like just because like some people live alone, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Also I had like family close by that like I was able to see every now and again, like I didn't, I didn't feel like completely isolated, like a lot yeah. of people did. So I don't relate a lot to what he was going through, but I think as far as like mental health is concerned, like I definitely related to a lot of that aspect mm-hmm. as far as like, just like addressing, like, just like issues hit you like a fucking ton of bricks. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you don't realize like that, how you're feeling is like, you know, something that you need to address um and so like once you kind of realize that you're like holy shit like what is what is this life that I'm living where you know Mm -hmm. I don't know like yeah I don't know it just makes it just brought up a lot of like things to like the forefront of your your mind in a way but in a fun way no I you're kind of like haha oh (laughs) (laughs) no I agree I think um I mean he Bo himself never called this a comedy special but like the way that it was kind of marketed, you're automatically assuming it's a comedy special. And so when I heard that Bo had released a, or was going to release, I was like, oh yeah, like it's been like six years or whatever since the mm-hmm. last one. Um, I'm excited. You know, I, I loved him in Promising Young Woman. And that's like, really, I haven't, because I haven't seen eighth grade. So I was like, just kind of excited to see what 
content he had come up with over the pandemic. Um, and so me and Ryan like sat down to watch it and we're all excited. And like the first half of it is like, great. Like it's what you expect pretty much. You know, there's those hints of like cynicism and um, things falling apart, but it's I gradual. It and with- then like, the sock I think yeah. that's where it started to go like dark <laughs> mm-hmm. but then like I was also drinking I was drinking a, a twisted tea out of a wine glass <laughs> mm. felt very like like this is this is what my 20s is all about just like drinking twisted tea out of a wine glass and watching Bo Burnham like life fall apart but um yeah and then it got to the all eyes on me song and both Ryan and I were like standing up dancing because he yelled at us to stand up and dance. And I'm like, okay, okay, whatever you say. (laughs) But yeah, I think when it ended, I was kind of like, I don't know how to feel about this. I feel like I was expecting it to be, you know, funny, but also have those elements of cynicism that Bo brings to his stuff. But I wasn't expecting to be like, huh, yeah uh which is not bad like that's not a bad thing that it was that but like I think it may I think we didn't realize we were going to be thinking a lot after we watched it you know Mm -hmm. it's like people like yeah you know comedians like performers in general artists in general use like their platform a lot of them not all but like many of them will use their platform to like talk about big issues good Mm -hmm. or bad um but I guess, like, you also think of, like, in some ways, art as, like, a form of, like, escapism, where it's, like, it, it takes, it can take your mind off of the real world. And Bo Barnum was like, here's my fucking world in your face. Like, yeah. watch it, react to it however you want. And and at the end, that's, yeah, I was like, huh. And even at the end, though, of Make Happy, I was kind of like, yeah. I remember watching it with with my roommate. Um and I was kind of like is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. the answer is not quite. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I had a feeling of like I I just related to everything so much. Like he was hitting something that like not a lot of the people trying to create COVID art or like pandemic art right now have like actually addressed you know a lot of stuff is like just really like oh it sucks that we can't go outside or like you know it's just very surface level and it's not really or they're making like like, romance movies about being in quarantine like shut the fuck up you know yeah and then this is like no it sucks and like I'm actually struggling and like these are the deepest like most vulnerable places while also like trying to perform for an audience and like for me I mean I'm letting everyone know right now that I'm gonna be sounding a lot like a very pretentious artist like person throughout this episode because <laughs> another trigger warning yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretentious artists trigger you yes sign off now I am I am that you know he's a artist making something for an audience so a lot of what is you know on screen is coming from an authentic place but is ultimately planned out and staged and curated to be a part of the special exactly the way that he wanted it to be and also the story that he was forming with it like 
is just something that I can relate to, like trying to make something during quarantine when you're, you yourself are struggling mm-hmm. for people to make them happy, but then ultimately, you know, wanting to, to know what they think about the things that you make, but ultimately not really, not really wanting to know what they think because you don't want to know the truth about it. And like, I don't know, it's just a lot of layers and I'm going to try not to sound like a jerk talking about being an artist, but it kind of yeah. makes you wonder, like, at least for me, like, what he's really like. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is, I mean, except for, like, fucking putting a camera in his house and being a total creep. Like, this is a lot of, like, you know, what you see is what you get. And you're right, like, he obviously, like, staged and bought a lot of equipment and whatever to do this. But, like, how much more, like authentic can you get because like even like I don't know even people who like vlog like not to be like shitting on people who vlog but I'm gonna shit on people who vlog for a second (laughs) like like it's all like a front but at least at least in some way he's trying to whether it's like being like whether it's a performance or not he's trying to like demonstrate like this is what I'm going through and this is how I'm feeling like Mm -hmm. it would be majorly depressing like major bummer major like downer if, you know, I just showed you a documentary of me being sad all the time or like being like lonely or being frustrated or whatever. How about I just like jazz it up, but this is still like what I'm going through. So like, yeah. So it made me wonder like, yeah, like, are you good? (laughs) Are you good, bro? You've been alone a while. Um, Well, the thing is, is like, he wasn't actually alone he lives with like his girlfriend and his dog in like I know, their I know. house like this no, is I, like... I, I know what you're saying um yeah I know he, he has like a whole house he doesn't have this like you know again studio apartment or whatever um and then I guess my other thing is like I think it's I know I know part of it is because it took him way longer to make the special than he originally planned he says so like in the special he's like yeah I thought I'd be done with this like months ago but here we are but I think it's interesting that it was released now. Mm-hmm. Like kind of, I don't want to call this like the end of the pandemic because the pandemic's still going on. Like get vaccinated people. Um, we are a pro-vax podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I think it's interesting that he released it now almost as like a a retrospective. Like a like kind of, again, pandemic's not over, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All that aside, it's almost like looking back on the last year because like even now, like again, like because I'm vaccinated because like my entire family now is vaccinated and like places are lifting mask restrictions. Like it's not a distant memory. It's still very much a reality. Like you, you still hear COVID and you hear like, you know, shit like that every day it's it's not a subject that's gonna go away anytime soon but like it is starting to feel like like when I was watching it I'm like oh no this is like what he's going through right now and I'm like no this is what he was going through like a year ago I don't know it was like a very surreal Mm -hmm. thing where I'm like is this kind of a sign that like things in a way like things are looking up that like this was just like as far as like quarantine and like isolation like this was like just a phase in his life obviously the mental health like issues that he was talking about go beyond the last mm-hmm. year and a half but I'm thinking very very meta because I was like watching it and I was like why does this feel like 
it is in the past, but like, why does it feel like the past? I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time, like articulating what I'm trying I mean, to say. He doesn't like mention the pandemic at all, which is interesting. I think it's an interesting choice because it, it's timely because we obviously watching it know why he's stuck in a room for a year, but he doesn't talk about the pandemic. It's just implied, which I think allows it to feel like it could be any time, you know, because the metaphor of being stuck inside is like more than just the pandemic. It's about like being stuck inside, like your own limitations, your own mental illness. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, trying to step outside of it and like get help. Um, so I think it, it works on that level. I agree. So I think I kind of wanted to go through the, the songs, like each song. And if we don't have, you know, and then just, you know, give our thoughts because I feel like each song has, it's has (laughs) something special about it. So we start with content. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He's sitting alone in his room with the like light thing on his head and then he like looks up at the the, the- moment he looks up <laughs> at the fucking uh disco ball I was like I love this already like I was already like yep we're yeah. watching the whole thing yeah I I think I literally said out loud I was like I love him <laughs> <laughs> it's like daddy made me some content and I'm so happy he knows <laughs> he knows this content, is what I want. daddy give me the shiny disco ball daddy yeah <laughs> yes he knows he knows that I'm a simp but uh yeah so that's that's the beginning and then we go into comedy which is like he he wants you know the world is shitty and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do to help and he's like well I'm good at comedy and that's what the world needs because it's a shit show and he was like what could I do he said something like what could I do that like also makes me money (laughs) Like, yeah, well, getting paid, uh, but I would do yeah. it for free. It's like, okay. Um, I love, I love the line when he's like, uh, should I stop being funny? Should I give away my money? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> then he was like, well, I'm a white man. Maybe so I should just shut the fuck up. I'm bored. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But that's all very good. Very good. I love, like all the like little little details that he puts in the song like things that he's writing on the whiteboard like the like graph of all the things that he you know ideas that he has and it's all like digs at other comedians and what they're doing like if you pause it and like look I at know it, I, wa- pretty... I meant to do that but I forgot it's pretty funny I love the like <laughs> MLK weird Al me he's like in yeah. the middle of the <laughs> <laughs> And then we move on to FaceTime with my mom, which I think is one of the like less memorable. It was songs. really funny though. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a little less memorable for me just because I felt like it was kind of just a basic joke about boomers. I think, well, just to like, just thinking, I guess like this is one that like made me think about this a lot. Like I like this special so much because it's not like in front of a live audience so he can do so much more yeah like this song like was like the best example because it or not the best example I guess like when I first thought about it it's obviously like 
different shots, like different angles of him like yelling at the phone <laughs> and then being like, and he, he the song's playing. So like, you can't mm. like hear what he's saying, but you can kind of read his lips and he's like yelling. He's like, move your, move your fucking thumb. Move your fucking <laughs> screen. And then like, and then he immediately he's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it's just, so it's just like really funny. Cause it's like, you can't really do that. Like in front of a live audience, like it'd be like, you'd have to do it differently. And it just paid off. Like I thought that part was really fucking funny. And also the like aspect ratio changes to like, you know, that of a phone, which yeah. adds to the artistic flair of the special is he's able to do that kind of stuff to like really get us to, to feel the vibes of what he's going for. Right. But yeah, I agree. I thought it was hilarious that he was able to just like go ham in like five different shots of him screaming at his mom and then like yeah. crying because he's so mad and then apologizing <laughs> it's very good and then we move on to how the world works with our friend Socko. oh my god this that one this is the one where i was like oh yeah. <laughs> here we go so yeah it's like the definitely first, like, caught 20- off guard the first 20 minutes you're like ha 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 like cool like oh disco ball y'all study like ha 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 FaceTime <laughs> and then it's like and then it's Sako comes out and he's like no 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 pulling the sock off yes what oh my god I was not prepared like I, I don't know what I was expecting from the special but I that kind of like threw me for a loop I was like oh shit okay so this is where we're this is where we're headed I'm here for it but it's dark yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah oh shit okay <laughs> I mean like I like this Pete I like this one because I mean it's all true like everything he says is true um you know criticizing our education system just liberal establishments being like we're here to help but really they're not like as soon as people actually call for change and like tell you specifically how to help and like what needs to change. You're like, actually you said that too aggressively, you know? Mm -hmm. So like go fuck yourself. So I don't know. I just, I thought it was a nice critique of how the world works. Yeah. How the world (laughs) works. And also he, the colors, everything about the like melody of the song. It's just like a child's educational video. It's just, ah, so good so good it was it's definitely stuck like in a, my head for like, like a five sesame days. street after hours like yeah song like, like a mr rogers uh puppet show type thing <laughs> um and then we have like a little interlude where he does the like uh the like brand he, <laughs> he does the like brands <laughs> what was it what do you say he's like what are you doing against systemic racism bunions or something <laughs> just like what are you doing to to you know, prevent racism. Bagel bites. Yeah, like- that was it. Bagel bites. Yeah, bagel bites got me. What I tell them is, 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 is. <laughs> but it was so good. It was like so on the nose and a stupid little fucking ponytail. Pony oh my god. Oh, uh, I have to. I I want to rewatch it. Like right now, I want to watch it again. Just so uh, good. What are you doing against systemic racism? Bagel it's- bites. <laughs> it's not. Do you want to buy uh, whatever it is? How are you going to support us against the fight against Lyme disease? <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> and like the colors and the like, he's got a stupid little ponytail and his like hipster little get up, his like outfit. Yeah. Uh, 
God, that was really funny. That was real. That one, that one got me for sure. And then they all get me. We go straight into uh, white woman's Instagram, which is, I think, that's a good one. It's like really funny. One of the more artistic ones. I mean, each of the songs that he does, it's like amazing what he was able to do in just like the one room. How he could make each song look different and artistic in its own way. But I think he put the most work into white woman's Instagram because of he all knew, the- he, knew, he had to have known that one was going to like absolutely slap. Like the moment he wrote it, he was like, oh, fuck, this song slaps. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this was going to be all over the TikTok. It is. It, it, it is all over the TikTok. The TikTok. The TikTok. I love like, I mean, okay. So when this one came on, I had like, I felt triggered a little bit. I was like, I feel attacked. But then I was like, no, no, like I get it. It's not like he put a lot of work into the actual images. So he's like, you know, showing that aesthetically it's like great. White women being basic on Instagram is fine. Like he's not making fun of it. He's not doing the like, oh, white women are basic and dumb for liking these things. It's more about like, the performative activism that also comes along with that aesthetic yeah because they're trying to keep their aesthetic consistent so they'll like Mm -hmm. do stupid shit and try to be woke um I really (laughs) it's just really it's just good it's very good I really appreciated like how far he went like he took his whole fucking pants off like he was wearing like the the sweater like the not the sweater the the flannel and he's like he's like no pants yeah. he's like in the socks and he's like all yeah. bashful like trying to be sexy or whatever and I was like I was like you really did not have to do that <laughs> no he did not I'm thankful for it though no no I, I really loved it um I was hoping like not in like a creepy way but in a creepy way I was like I'm kind of hoping he like does one where he's like butt naked or something where you know like the ones where like like the, the on top a classic white woman instagram is like you're naked on top of like a mountain like in a remote area and you're like <laughs> the bra that's, or whatever like that's a classic white woman instagram i have seen so many people like just get naked no, no no not like like it's like a silhouette like they're oh, like, or, okay. or their back is like I, yeah, their backs yeah. to the camera so like they're wearing like shorts or something they're topless i shouldn't say like butt naked um, but they're topless and like they took their shirt off they're waving their bra and they're like it's like a beautiful like mountain you know fucking valley or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like haha like freed up free in nature or something stupid and it's like yeah okay get it free the nipple whatever but like, <laughs> <laughs> put your damn bra on it's a national park there are children around you wanted to see Bo Burnham outside in the wilderness topless okay it's a fantasy yeah I mean <laughs> I did okay I'm gonna admit something I probably shouldn't but like I this whole special like I'm not sexually attracted to Bo Burnham you are now but I kind (laughs) of am and I don't think like he's an attractive person right I don't I don't know. I feel like it, it, it's like everything about what he's doing in this special. I'm just like, do I like this? No. But do I? You like look down your legs are like <laughs> all the way open. You're like, whoa, how'd that happen? 
Ryan's next to you like, I don't know. Well, okay. So we're marry me. <laughs> I don't want to objectify him in any way. That's not my point in bringing this up. I just think that there's something about his personality that comes through in this and like, mm. every, like everything he's trying to say, the way that his like, he's confident in his body in doing this. It's like, just very, I just want to watch him like more than anything else. Like I said, I, I don't want to like have sex with him or anything, but I'm picking up what you're throwing Please say down. something. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just sat there just nodding like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you, do you understand what I'm saying? No, I, I, I really am picking up what you're throwing down. I too okay. am okay. not like, oh, let me lay that down. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm not a creep. I feel like I I keep saying creepy things like (laughs) yeah I mean Uh, yeah same but no I agree I think and I think that's another reason why it is like so good is like it is very like authentic like because he had to do it all himself like he was like Mm -hmm. he literally like he didn't have I don't know how much like you know extra people help him with his other specials but he's like nah this is all me ho like I think when you if you look at the credits like there's maybe two other names three other names there's like a few people who helped him with like post-production stuff but that's like exactly to be expected and even if even if like there were people on set with him it doesn't take away from like the amount of work he put into this and like the authenticity of it you know I think he's still incredibly talented and it shows no, he's, he's like borderline genius, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But back to the white woman Instagram. Um, do you have like a favorite oh. favorite picture or, you know, white woman aesthetic that he? I think it was it was this either the flannel or um, when he had the glasses on and he was like lighting the little pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I liked the. Um, the like one half of his face is, yeah like, like slut whore like you're too like, skinny. On his neck, like yeah too skinny got yeah. me I was like yeah <laughs> and the other half is like brave strong whatever oh it's just like so true like I am the violence in the pouring rain <laughs> yeah. you liked that I like that one a lot um, I'm gonna use it uh unironically now um they were all very on the nose perfect he did a lot of research he i don't i i've seen a lot of people say or like trying to figure out if it was misogynistic and i don't think it was but i'm curious to know like hmm what you think i mean do i am i biased with a little bit of like bo burnham exceptionalism maybe (laughs) uh (laughs) i personally okay can do no wrong because like I do have an Instagram, but it's very much just photos of my dog. So the only like one that I could have possibly been like, hi, was him being like a teacup pug or whatever it was. Like, I don't know. He's a golden retriever and a flower crown or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Cause like I do pose my dog sometimes to go on Instagram or I take 40 pictures of him asleep on the couch and I post. Them. I mean, why do you have a dog if not to post a thousand pictures of them? Yeah. I don't, I don't have the time or energy to like make an Instagram account just for my dog it's my Instagram account but all the content is my dog (laughs) (laughs) know the difference (laughs) Guinness is like daddy made you some content (laughs) (laughs) Guinness 
just falls asleep in a cute way like oh yeah daddy just made you a really great instagram post op take a picture (laughs) before i roll over but um okay so i'm a little biased because one i'm not extremely active on instagram um as far as like posting like quote-unquote basic photos i don't take a lot of photos of myself it's anyway um the other i don't I don't, I think, I think people just get like so up in arms when like people make fun of white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I saw the funniest post the other day and it was like, (laughs) it was like, how dare you say like white people have no culture. And then they're like, check this out. It was like a stock photo of like a dog, like licking someone's entire, like a white person's entire face. And I like just passed out. (laughs) It is like if you think about it, it is really fucking gross that we let dogs lick our faces. But yeah, we do that. I still but... do it. I still am like, get us, get up in here. Yeah. And he licks my face. And I I don't care. It's part of my culture. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I feel like people get like so hypersensitive. <laughs> Stupid snowflakes. Um Yeah, I mean I, I think... don't think it was misogynistic. I don't think he was like, haha, dumb white women. Yeah dumb white women doing dumb things on Instagram like I think it was he literally was just I mean yeah there's what am I saying like there's like subtext you know in everything like but he literally all he was doing was being like it's a golden retriever on a white woman's Instagram like that's all he was saying like he was literally just stating facts like yeah he's I like, mean- these posts exist and there's like subtext and people are probably reading into the subtext like was he being misogynistic or not and it's like <sighs> I mean I think it's like a like I said I was triggered at first because <laughs> we have a lot of people who do make fun of like white women and or like people posting things on Instagram that might be basic coming mm-hmm. at it in bad faith saying like they're dumb for liking these things but that's yeah. not really like what he was doing he like you said it was just if you go to any random white woman's instagram account you will find probably one of these things (laughs) yeah and that's okay but i think part of it too like i said before is he was calling out the just like he did with the i'm a special kind of white guy in yeah in in the comedy (laughs) okay yeah like the like uh performative activism that you find there too like yeah the the using a lord of the rings quote and attributing it to martin luther king (laughs) uh or like cultural appropriation like posting random pictures of the buddha and like wearing feathers and stuff in your hair like just stuff that white women do or you know people do that they think is fine because it's an aesthetic but and they think they're being woke in doing it but it's you know it's all performative and it's not genuine and you're not actually helping anybody by doing that um right and you're a whore (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) that's what he was saying you're a whore yeah you're a whore that's the misogynistic part yeah yeah yeah. nobody got yeah yeah, so I agree with you. I don't think it was misogynistic. I, and also, like, when he he starts talking about the, like, 
woman's post about her her mom that passed away and how she misses her and like the like <coughs> aspect ratio widens a little bit like during the whole song it's the like four by three aspect ratio um to kind of make it look like a instagram picture mm-hmm. but then it widens a little bit when she's talking about this like deep personal thing about her mom and like the life that she has now and her boyfriend and her job kind of like she's a full person with like things going on she's not just what she shows on her instagram right um and then it kind of closes back up a little bit because people make fun of white women for trauma dumping or you know writing long posts about things going on in their life like we don't care we only care about the aesthetic so it's kind of Mm -hmm. like an interesting quite literally a double standard yeah it's like haha you dumb woman for posting all these basic vacation photos but you know be deep and then like quote unquote trauma dumping and it's like ew like just stick to your photos or whatever like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up (laughs) exactly all right so then from white woman's instagram we have the unpaid intern little jazz number oh like when you think about meta i think this is like what i think of where it's just like i think about time travel a lot so i was thinking about (laughs) time travel Oh yeah, like <laughs> I think about time travel far too often. I'm I'm um, having a hard time connecting the dots here. So well, what I'm thinking, like, because it's like, because he's watching something that literally just happened. Like, no time has passed. Oh yeah, yeah, already like existing, essentially like in another plane, and like of course, like he's shook by it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, I I thought that one was really good. Um, <clears throat> and yeah. it's also like a jab at like the YouTube people who like just like their whole job is to just like react th- to things to give their thoughts on something like we're reacting to a movie but yeah um yeah I'm so just I gonna say I won't, I won't shade too hard yeah I'm just gonna say like we are no better than anybody giving their thoughts on on this I I had avoided like watching any reactions or listening to anything about this because I was like I don't care what other people have to say about it like I don't want to hear people's analysis I kind of just want to keep it in my right my mind and like how I think but then now I'm coming on here and <laughs> giving my thoughts so please listen to our podcast and our thoughts but, please we're yeah. self-aware yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point of that the, that earns us some points right being self-aware doesn't make us an a- doesn't make us not assholes yeah that's the point yeah he said something like that he's like i'm not actually an asshole that's a self that's me trying to be self-aware it's a defense defense (laughs) mechanism yeah so that was very good very clever and then we get a bezos part one which i loved the jeffrey bezos songs and they're i if any of the songs have been stuck in my head it's these the jeffrey bezos it's like I feel like it's almost like a super villain like <laughs> intro you know which like jeff bezos is kind of a super villain um so i don't know i was like i was it's just so random like that those were like i was like what the fuck are you even trying to say about jeff bezos he's like what do you say he was like kill <laughs> he's like kill elon or something he's like, that. like uh basically i think it was around the time that he became like the richest man in the, the world right mm-hmm. so he surpassed zuckerberg gates and buffett so he's like amateurs they can fucking suck it like like show us how you did it bezos 
Um, and then the, the second one, I guess, which I, why is he in like a ghillie suit? Is that what they're called? It's like the like, yeah, the, like, like you look like a plant when you go yeah. hunting. Like, why are you? I was like, where, where did you get that? Like, I don't Amazon? Can buy anything on the internet, but like, holy shit. Like, where the fuck did that come from? I'm assuming Amazon, <laughs> but yeah, he's like, you did it. Like, he became the richest man in the world. He's like, congratulations. It's so. And he's like, he's like, kill them all or something like that. He's yeah, like, he's like, fuck their wives, drink their blood. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get them. Yeah, yeah. Get them. <laughs> Ugh, I need to watch it again. Like there's, I think it was just like so much happened at once and it was an hour and a half. So it's like a feature length film. Oh, I have it. Like I've watched it eight times. So I, I I've only it. watched it once. Uh, so I'm at a disadvantage. I literally only knew about it like Monday. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. I have it. I've watched it enough for both of us. I can, res- I can, re- I'll bring anything you want me to talk about back to, back to light. Back to the surface. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Bezos, I, I don't know why it just tickles me, just gets to me. Um, and then we have sexting. That one was so. I keep saying it every time. I'm like, oh, that one was so good. <laughs> I feel like that one was almost triggering for me yeah. <laughs> because it's like I'm very much like. <laughs> I'm very much like the woman in this where it's just like sent back like a snowman and you're like, okay. Crisis averted. <laughs> yeah. She sends a Ferris wheel. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, um, I mean, okay. <clears throat> this felt like a very nostalgic song because it's been a long time since I've like done that, you know, but it's still something that I had done at one point in my life, but not yeah. because of a pandemic. Luckily, I ha- I have been able to live with my partner um, and be with them throughout all of this. So like that wasn't yeah. really part of my pandemic experience, but like it just <sighs> felt very I tell like- you, man, dating during or attempting to date during a pandemic is not all it's cracked up to be. Trust me. Uh- tell us about it, Madeline. <laughs> It's just weird. I mean, like dating apps existed for a while. Yeah. But okay, what I liked, a um, quick aside before we get back to this song, because um, I only had a couple like weird experiences. Like Olivia knows about both of them. The first was um, this guy <laughs> essentially just like the day we were supposed to go out was just like, nah. He literally was like, I'm out. And I was like, fuck you, man. He was just horrible, yeah. um, terrible person. I like got drunk and like ripped him to shreds via text. Um, and I felt good about that. Like it was a very, very good, uh, good text. I, I read yeah. it before you sent it. Yeah. Cause I was drunk. I was like, somebody needs to proofread this before I sound <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, and then the second one was this guy who, oh, you might, I, I, he knows about the podcast. The first guy doesn't. I could I could go on about him all day long, but I won't. We're not it. naming names, so whatever. We're not naming names, but um, he lived a lifestyle that I was not uh, interested in being a part of. And also he was very, he came on very strong. Like he was one of those people you like text and you'd send like 16 texts back. Like you're driving and you just see like, bing, bing, bing. And you're like, oh, mm. like you're going to drive off the road. You're like so stressed out. And, but the one thing I like about, 
like the one thing I did like about like quarantine dating was COVID is the perfect out. If True. you don't want to meet someone, you can be like, look, at least, okay, pre, pre-vaccines rolling out. You can be like, look, I'm quarantining right now because I'm going to go see my parents in a week or whatever. I'm sorry. Like, uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, and this one guy, this other guy, he like got exposed to COVID. Sorry, there was a third dude. I totally forgot about this bitch. <laughs> he got like, we were literally the day we were supposed to go out, separate dude from the first guy that I like roasted. He was like, he had a COVID scare at work. They sent everyone home the day we were supposed to go out. And I was like, okay, like, that sucks. Like I was vaccinated at that point. So I was like, I was like, okay, stay home. Like do your thing. But like, we can meet up maybe next week or whatever. Like, I'm not worried if like I'm vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. He like continued the conversation as if we had never agreed to go out. Like he just kept talking. He never like was like, yeah, let's like reschedule nothing. So I was like, yeah, fuck this dude. Yeah. This, that bitch was weird. Hmm. I don't know. I've had some crazy, I've never, I've never had success at dating. Like, I don't think it's me. I don't think it's me. I think it's who I'm attracted to, which yeah. is pissing me off. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I, I don't think COVID and having to like use dating apps and stuff helps. I don't think that's like easy. No. I mean, I, I use them a while ago. So I know, I understand dating the types of like, people you find on there are not, um, not peak. not not diamonds and not rough, not Bo Burnham's if I may be so bold no I mean it, it works for some people it really just it really does not work for me it yeah. has never worked for me I've had the worst experiences of my life dating coming from dating apps mm-hmm. so I'm not sure I'm gonna be getting myself a partner in the wild both but... of us have some crazy dating stories from oh, we should do like a fucking separate we should like, another bonus episode but it's just not going to be movie themed it's just oh us talking about our dating dating lives if we ever launch like a like a patreon or something it can be like our like our faces like our come on guys recordings give us give us uh some listens and we'll <laughs> you'll see our patreon. faces well you've already yeah. kind of seen our faces but you'll yeah. see us talk <laughs> yeah we'll get a get a nice little setup but uh yeah this <laughs> now you're gonna thing- have my fucking humidifier in the background the whole time <laughs> um the sexting song I, I i thought it was really funny it was just like so like uncomfortable you know i just like, like the way he was sitting like fucking yeah. happy baby like the happy baby pose <laughs> in yoga like taking a photo of his junk the flash from my phone makes my dick look frightened <laughs> it's I like, like uh, don't like, even want to know what that I've, I've never received a dick pic like that I've but I would not want to receive one that looks like a frightened penis <laughs> I, I I'm just envisioning it in my head and I just I, I already yeah I already see it it looks like a sad like worm no oh, no <laughs> uh I did appreciate the like I love the, the like um like projector images yeah. over him like all the emojis and then I think at one point there's there's a flash of like a text that he he wrote out and it was basically like about consent like it was like okay very nice adding that you know we appreciate it I roll no I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) I love to see it um love to see it but let's get back to the sexting come on now come on now no it was it was just like basically like um 
I'm, we're doing this for fun. And if at any point you don't feel like you're having fun or you feel uncomfortable, like, just tell me, cause I don't want to make you uncomfortable. And, you know, this is just supposed to be a good time and I don't want to do anything you don't want to do, you know, all, yeah. the stuff, all the stuff that people should be taking into consideration when they're doing stuff like that, involving sex, involving, you know, people's privacy and all that jazz. <laughs> no, I think his best purchase of equipment was that projector. Like it just Oh, absolutely. It, it just like cuz it played such a pivotal role in so many <laughs> in so many of his um his uh songs. Uh I'm going to cut this part out, but like um Bobby Packin, so dude. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a judgmental dude? Or no, no, <laughs> I agree. I'm glad you said it. Clutching your pearls. No, but... I literally was like, I literally was like, does anybody else see this? Like, I was watching it alone. Nobody, like, nobody else was there. Just, I was like, Guinness? Did you see this? <laughs> yeah, even Guinness was like, at the screen, like, is mine supposed to be that big? I'm like, no, you're a dog, sweetie. Like, calm down. Yeah, that was, I'm proud of him. Happy for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, again, not trying to objectify, just bravo, sir. Um, happy that you were comfortable putting all that on Netflix for the world to see. But uh, we can move on, unless you have anything else you want to say about sexting. Sexting yeah. in general, just not the, not even the song, just like in general. Um, most guys are horrible at it. Oh, I, yes. I think that's what the song is like. Yeah, it's definitely like <laughs> guys suck at everything. Guys, most guys really, really suck at communicating via text in general. Like as mm-hmm. far as like, like, like referring back to like online dating, like like witty banter. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not the smartest or the funniest person in the world, but I can I can keep a conversation going. But like if I'm pulling all the weight, it's not cute anymore. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not. I'm just, I'm just having a good time with myself. Like, <laughs> I'm talking to myself at this Aren't point. Aren't I funny? Aren't I funny? Yes, I am funny. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> All right. So, and then we have his, uh, look who's inside again. It's the first time I think, or one of, it's like the first time he sings it. Um, which song was this again? He's like sitting on the floor and he's talking about like being in a room um it's like well well look who's inside again that one yeah yeah I know what you're talking about um that one I mean yeah I think it was kind of I think that song was kind of just like reminding you that this is more like it's more than just quarantine kind of like you said like it's like I think it's it's kind of hinting that like he's had issues in the past. Like he's like, this is like a recurring, you know, it ebbs and flows that yeah. like, you know, comes in waves or whatever. And like another wave has come in and like, you know, the metaphorical being yeah. singing, like, look who's back is like, kind of like hinting at like, you know, yeah, you're I going think- through a dark time again. Like you're, you know, it's flaring up or however you want to say it. Yeah. And I, like, he's he cuts he starts the song and then like cuts himself off and gets frustrated and he's like I took a big fucking breath and then starts over again so it's kind of like an instance of showing us his his uh you know perfectionist tendencies and how he's like hard on himself while he's making his art 
for us to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very like, like stress. A, it was it. very like I don't want to call it like jarring. Like I was like shooketh, but I was like it was very like it takes you out. You're like oh mm-hmm. shit, like you know he isn't this like go- like always this goofy like like he he ha ha song about sexting and like Instagram like. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Sorry, I got like really, again, really meta thinking about this. Like how, like, it's funny because it's like comedy because it's comedy. So it's funny and it's it, in some ways is lighthearted, whatever. But then it's like how serious you have, like you, it's a job at the same yeah. time. So it's like, you have to take it, like, it's, yeah, you have to take your comedy seriously. Like you have to take it seriously. So like, yeah, he's getting, he's like probably writing this, like he probably did that writing. That's like the Instagram song. He was probably like recording it or whatever. And he got like fucking mad and like, you know, like he, he had, he probably had some like moments of like frustration and like anger and like, you know, you know, minor blups, whatever, like recording a song about, <laughs> about Instagram or recording a song about sexting. He was probably, ah, oh, fuck, whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we all get like that. Then we have a uh, problematic about, mm-hmm. about his, uh, his sins and how he has a problematic past. And, you know, he said shitty things. He's a white man who's been on the internet for a while and he's, you know, saying, Hey, you know, you, I'm woke, but I still have done things. You should still hold me accountable. I'm not above any of that. And, um, I don't, I don't remember specifically anything problematic. He said, (coughs) excuse me, Mm -hmm. but again, this might be some Bo Burnham exceptionalism coming through because I am (laughs) a big fan, but like, I think about people like, I mean, these are like people on YouTube mostly mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about as far as like who got like hard, who, who've been on the internet for a long time or like, like there's this YouTuber named Shane Dawson. Oh yeah. Um, sorry. Oh uh, yeah. I, I know who that is. Okay. Like, Some people yes. don't like, uh, yeah. And then there's like Jeffree Star and like, they're mm-hmm. just like, they have done some like whack ass shitty stuff. Like, so like, by comparison like and they deserve 100% deserve to be canceled like they 100% deserve their reckoning like it was literally like 13 years like past due or whatever Mm -hmm. so I don't I mean if somebody would like to enlighten me on the problematic things that Bo Burnham has said or done I mean like I said I I haven't seen every single thing that he's made Mm -hmm. all I know like he had a bit um in one of his other specials or in a live performance where he basically like tricked the audience into saying the n-word like collectively out loud um, oh right and and then he's just he's he's used the f-word like yeah throughout his career um and I'm sure there are other pr- problematic things he's said and done that I just I don't know about but like it's just things that he's he's should be called out on and has been called out on and mm-hmm. he's asking to be called out on he's like you know I am not above being held accountable and that's what the song is about but it's also like mocking the fact that he's a white guy being like I'm sorry for all the things I've said like you know I'm Jesus being sacrificed like I yeah love that that, so oh my much it's like so good um Again, the projector just coming in, like coming in hot. Like it's like the it's the star of the show. Bo Burnham's the star, but where would he be without that projector? You know, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. At all. Um, no, it's uh, 
I, I just love that it's like an 80s workout video, <laughs> like a footloose type. He's like yeah. <laughs> working out hard by himself in this room and punishing himself for the <laughs> stupid like, things he's but done. It's so funny because it's like, okay, no one cares how much you like punish yourself for like being problematic. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's more about in general, it's more about like the things that you're doing, like you know I mean yeah there's Mm -hmm. internal work but like externally to like show you know that you have actually improved upon like your past self and you're actually like making reparations for the damage you've done I think so not not trying to like not I think that's what he's trying to say though it's like nobody cares like how much you're punishing yourself if you're not actually changing from like the problematic stuff you do because like you know YouTube people and like celebrities and shit they make these like apology videos all the time they're crying and you're just like i'm gonna fuck i'm gonna fuck that you're crying like so bo's apology is to put a projector of a cross up on his wall and like yeah i'm sorry <laughs> yeah if you want to if you want to make an apology video you gotta buy a projector like there's a Get there's a burden to direct it yeah there's yeah. there's a process make it theatrical i need exactly. my i need my content when you're apologizing yeah. for being problematic. Anyways. Call the content daddy. He'll help you. <laughs> yes. All right. And then we have 30. He turns 30. He sits in his little room by his clock and waits till the clock turns midnight. And he's 30. And it's like really sad and dramatic. Obviously, he didn't actually sit there like on his birthday night alone waiting for the clock. Like set it up to be exactly at you know 11:58 but it's the you know concept yeah. of that and like but it turning, felt like it, it yeah. felt real like it really yeah. felt like he actually sat there on his birthday and was like I'm turning 30 yeah i mean it's like the I kinda, idea of I, being alone also and isolated and like people tell you that turning 30 is going to be like the biggest thing and like you're getting old and just like aging and where you're at in life and where people say you should be in life and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean I think that one also kind of like hit home a little too hard I'm not I'm not 30 I'm 25 but you know like it's one of those things where you 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 know you kind of like there's still the milestones like Mm -hmm. or like the you know we've talked about this before like you know life isn't like I think we talked about this in like fight club where it's like life isn't just like go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, work until you die. Like it's, it's not like that for everyone, but it's still like a popular like mindset that you have to like buy a house and like get married and have like two kids or 2.5 kids or whatever the statistic is. (laughs) 2.5 kids. Do you want to have children? Um, my third son, he's a halfwit. Um, I know that, but I still feel that, you know, you still feel those Mm. pressures. You're like, Cause like, I don't know if I'm going to get married. Like there's nobody, I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm ruling it out. I'm not being like, I'm dying alone. Like, I'm not going to say that. That's ridiculous. But you know, like, I don't think I'm going to have kids. Like I'm like, I'm pretty certain I'm not having kids. Like, and then, and you know, by yourself, you're like, yeah, I'm okay with that. And then like, you know, you mentioned like somebody, somebody says something like, oh, you don't have kids yet. Like somebody said that to me today. Like, Mm. oh, you're not a mom yet. And it's like so hard to be like, mm. oh, I'm not a mom yet. Yeah. Um, 
like it like like it's already an expected thing and like it's that's more specific for people with uteri um but every young adult goes through that where it's like save to buy a house or save to buy a car or yeah I mean like in the song he's like when my grandpa was 27 he fought in Vietnam when I was 27 like I built a birdhouse with my yeah. mom <laughs> it's like I feel that like I'm you know when my mom was 26 she already had three kids like I'm 26 and I feel like <laughs> I've accomplished nothing like I have a podcast <laughs> Woo! you know but yeah it's like I had the these this timeline I built for myself you know like I want to be married by 25 I want to have kids before I'm 30 you know whatever and like I don't know if that's gonna happen so like obviously I'm not married I'm sure you and I have like talked about this like when we were younger like when we were like 20 we'd be like well isn't it crazy in like five years we'll probably be married yeah and we were both like yeah well and it's like (laughs) if I could go back in time and just slap the shit out of both of us (laughs) like sweetie slow down yeah like like as you get older like you kind of realize like life is long like life's motherfucking long like I'm 25 you know hopefully I live into my 80s that's another 50 years or more than that 60 years holy shit it's like but it is interesting that we're getting into that time of our lives where like those kind of life events are happening you know like he's he's my stupid friends are having stupid children (laughs) and I'm like yeah all my friends have dogs or like getting dogs and it's like the the practice round for all my friends starting to like have kids no, I'm just going to keep acquiring dogs. Like that's, that's as far as my family building will go. Like, I mean, oh, I'm, gotta... I'm, you know, we're in the process of getting another dog. She got so. her 19th dog. Okay. <laughs> so it's just accruing practice children before we have to have actual children. Right. If that happens. Or to like be around children constantly, you yeah. know, cause like, it's like, cause like all... you have siblings and your siblings mm. are going to like, people have siblings. I have too many siblings <laughs> and like, you know. I'm the middle of five. Like we're all getting to that, you know, that family building age and stuff. So yeah. it's just like how crazy like life is and how like, and how you can't stop it. <laughs> like yeah. it's just going to keep going. Um, and then we get to the intermission, which, okay. Fun fact. When the clock strikes midnight at, his 30th birthday is like apparently the exact like halfway mark of the Mm. special it's like the second that is like the halfway mark of the special and then after he sings 30 we get the intermission where he like wipes the the glass I was really hoping the intermission would actually be like 15 minutes like an actual like (laughs) like go get a theater intermission Yeah. yeah Like that would have made me laugh. I would have been like mildly annoyed, but you can fast forward. I'd be like, the pretentious artist is coming out of him. Yeah. I would also, I think, have appreciated. I've been like the dedication, I think, to the bit, you know? Yeah. Like if he Um, just like wiped the window for like, or like done other shit, like set up or whatever, like just like move shit around for like 15 minutes. And then like- (laughs) Do you watch him like literally set up the next thing? Like that would have been- Yeah. That would have been cool. But- Alas, it's more the concept of the intermission than an actual intermission. And he's like wiping. It's kind of a, an actual like visual marker of like, okay, so the first half is done where we're, we have fun. 
we had fun we talked about some shit you know we we had the like musical bits and now we're getting just the serious shit like i've been doing this for six months i turned 30 my mental health is like dog shit but i appreciated the like he's basically like wiping the slate clean for the second half um i was just like oh daddy so so (laughs) deep so smart and so whatever but yeah uh and then we have uh don't want to know and shit the song shit he feels like shit and it's very catchy and bravo and then he goes into all-time low which is he he's talking he's kind of his it's almost been a year of him doing this and he's mm-hmm. we see that he's frustrated and all time low. He's basically just like saying like, yeah, I'm not doing well. And then he flashes to, he like has a quick, like weird, he sings what he's feeling and then goes back to talking and is like, it's kind of a interesting way to portray his like two sides. Like there's like the real Bo Burnham, Robert, I guess. And then Bo, which is the performer side. So he's like giving us his like really hard emotions that he's feeling, but in a digestible way through like his singing and comedy. Does he go by Bo or is that like his stage name? No, I think he does go by Bo, but his real, his like birth name, his like full name. His government name. (laughs) Yeah, is Robert. Like at the beginning, he says like, uh, Robert's been a little depressed. Yeah, when... I, I saw a TikTok or something. Like I've been trying to avoid watching too many like analysis things about this, but I saw a TikTok. It was like saying how throughout the entire special, it's kind of a duality between Robert, which is like his like real self, the person that we see setting up and like um, making the thing, and then Bo, the performer, mm-hmm. and like the duality of those two characters throughout this whole special. And mm-hmm. I felt like All Time Low was kind of like an instance where we see both of them like trying to communicate to us so yeah. Bo or Robert is like I'm feeling sad or it's been this long and then like he Bo comes out to like tell us how he's feeling because it's easier for us to to like hear him talk about his depression when Bo is performing than if we like are actually watching Robert like be mm-hmm. depressed I thought that was interesting it's kind of like a fight club uh yeah like double personality thing because we see it I, I don't think we talked about the like video game like streamer bit but like yeah at some point the streamer like flashes like it's like a flash frame yeah at a I random saw, point I saw that I was yeah. gonna I was gonna yeah. ask if oh, I was like was I dreaming or did that actually happen yeah I don't think that was an accident. Like, Bo is a perfectionist, and we see that throughout this entire, like, all of his specials. He's, like, to the T, everything is, like, exactly the way he wants it to be. And it's, like, really well-coordinated. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't think, I people are online are, like, oh, I think it's, he edited, edited it himself, and so it's probably just a mistake. It's, like, he, I, like, he's I, that was always, too no, intentional. no, like, yeah. If you know anything about him, like you know how hard he is on himself and how much time and effort he puts into everything being perfect. Like there's no way that he let that slip. Like it feels kind of like a um, Also he had as you said, like post-production assistance. Like yeah. there's definitely multiple like more than one person reviewed this. Yeah. 
before they put it on Netflix. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a fight club thing. You know how in fight club, there was like the like flash frames of Brad Pitt mm-hmm. um, in moments of like the narrator having a split personality thing going yeah. on. It felt mm-hmm. like, like a reference to that. It only happened the one time that I can remember, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw it again. I was like kind of looking out for it. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I definitely thought it was intentional because I was like, what the fuck was that? But I didn't, I didn't bother going back to like watch it, like to watch that second again. But I was like, oh, I think it was just like a, a flash of something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I disagree with the internet who claims that it was a mistake. <laughs> You're all wrong. <laughs> My opinion is the only opinion that is uh, correct because I know Bo better than you do, which is like, I don't, I don't know Bo at all. So I could be wrong, but like, I don't know. It's all, it's all, it's all meta and confusing. Like it's all just like uh, complicated, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think of the like double personality thing? It makes sense. Cause Mm. I mean, like, I feel like, but I feel like everybody has their, like, I don't want to call it like your truest self, but like you have like, like you're you're a slightly different version of yourself depending on who you're with like because mm. like everybody brings like different energies out of other people like so like Robert is just like who he is like when he's alone when he's just doing his thing like mm-hmm. he and you know the day-to-day is like that's Robert and <laughs> for lack of a alternate name and then Bo is like you know the like the energy it's like the product of like all the energy that Robert puts in so like we only see just like with any other artist or you know actor performer whatever we only see like a minute fraction of this person this person's life and this person's like personality and thought and stuff I don't like because I feel like when you say duality like not you but like the proverbial like you the internet (laughs) ye ye folks out there on the interwebs I feel like when people say duality it makes it seem like they're not linked like they're yeah yeah. they're like linked at the base like and they like prong Mm -hmm. I really feel like if I'm gonna be pretentious it's kind of it literally is like a double helix like it's like DNA it's like Mm -hmm. this is just like you're seeing you're seeing something that is a part of me that is just shining more because I'm performing because I am doing this thing Whereas this other part of me is equally me as Bo is or whatever. And I'm just like mopping my floor or eating a sandwich, you know, like, yeah. So I, th- I think I see it and I, yeah. I understand. I, I, I think that it's just, it's just us seeing like a slightly larger fraction of who he is. Cause yeah. we don't, we don't know what he's like when he's with his family or with his partner or just like alone with his dog you know like 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 everyone sorry I'm rambling again but no I mean I I agree I think everybody has like even right now like you and I like this is a this is a performance for like the relationship that I have with you it's not like it's not authentic but like the way that I act with you is not the same that I act with like Ryan when it's just us two or like when I'm by myself (laughs) (laughs) no no, I mean you know what I mean like we have different fronts for like the different relationships that we have in our lives and and this I think is it's all Bo because ultimately we're still only seeing what Bo wants us to see 
Exactly. Even the even the parts that are Robert, quote unquote. I, I you know, maybe we're reading into this way too much, but like I refuse to just... criticize how deeply we're reading into this. <laughs> I'm just self-conscious. It's like doing the uh the like uh reaction it's thing. A like, defense I'm, mechanism. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. I'm just trying to not be an asshole, but I'm still an asshole. So whatever. But you know, it's all what he wants us to see. He's he's still only showing us it's the, the sliver of truth that um, he's allowing us to see. But it's enough to remind the audience that, like, he's a he's a person. Yeah. Like, he's a performer, but he's also just, like, I keep, we keep calling him Robert as if he, like, he <laughs> but, like, he is just, he's just Robert. <laughs> he's, his name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> I forgot about that. Just kidding. <laughs> bringing it back but yeah and then funny enough we have welcome to the internet which uh mm. is that a vibe like, very, like vibe circus. check yeah a very like circus like creepy theme song um i i liked it um again i'm not i'm not much of an internet person despite doing this podcast with you like i don't venture too deep into the web so it was just like it was okay. Like, I was just like, ha, ha, ha. Fun, fun ditty. But I didn't, I wasn't like as like, ha, ha, so accurate as maybe other people were. It was, it was much, it was much more a blip on the radar to me than his other songs. Yeah. Um, I, I just appreciated that it was like everything, all the things that you can find. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Just imagine like, like yeah there's so much weird shit on the internet imagine like what like not to king shame but like what the freaky people were up to before the internet like how did we all how did all the furries connect you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i'm sorry right. if you're a furry i just it's just the obvious it's low-hanging fruit it's the obvious choice when you're talking about just like kind of weird communities uh, I, I just like that it's like uh everything that you're just like scrolling through your timeline and it's like you can see uh a, a recipe that you want to try and then next it's like look at this five-year-old that got shot in the face and then yeah. like uh look True. at this like all this like racial tension look at this uh you should kill your mom <laughs> <laughs> just like all the things that are like is it healthy to have all of these things just casually all in the same place as you're probably not scrolling also, like, how algorithms work, which is, like, kind of what he was alluding to as well, is, like, just, like, you click on one thing and all of a sudden, like, your entire, like, timeline is, like, I think I had, like, the weirdest time. I, mine, mine started showing me, like, conspiracy theories um, I don't know. about, was it vaccines? I think it was about vaccines. Like, I started getting, like, a lot of, um, oh, a mask. Um, I started getting a lot of like weird posts about at first I wasn't sure what they were and then mm. I was like as I read I was like oh I don't know what my algorithm did but now I'm getting like all like the far right people making fun of people who are getting vaccines like it was really weird oh no I have no idea how I got there <laughs> <laughs> oops oh Madeline uh I'll have to find it. It was like, I actually, I don't want to go looking for it, but it was we like are on the Instagram timeline. Provax podcast, like you said. We are Provax podcast. No, I, I, I feel like I'm just like 
this this whole thing is very good every song is very good you know like i don't have anything else to say specifically about welcome to the internet because it's just it speaks for itself it's like very ominous and talks about you know our unhealthy relationship with the internet and and how it's both helpful in connecting with people and also really damaging at the same time agreed um and for the sake of time i feel like we should just kind of talk about that funny feeling all eyes on me and goodbye kind of all at once these are the heavy hitters of the Mm -hmm. of the special it's you know that funny feeling he's like sitting in a fake fire got the woods projected behind him he's like jamming on his guitar talking about all these things that you know give you that that feeling of anxiety depression doom just all the things that remind you that the world is shit and that you know make you want to go back inside yourself Mm -hmm. um especially during this time of the pandemic and being on the internet and everything and I think this was you know this is the start of it like really being like heavy because there's Mm -hmm. after after welcome to the internet there's no jokes anymore yeah it stops (laughs) being funny yeah so and all eyes on me just like is a bop it is a banger it slaps like like, are you okay Bo? but at the same time like you're like bopping you're like yeah it's just it's like I don't even if he just released it like on its own outside of the the special it's still like incredible mm-hmm. and he's like so vulnerable he's just like standing there sure like you know he's just there singing about the state of the world and everything being shitty and being both hopeful and you know desperate and hopeless at the same time I don't know it's it's just like it's also like disturbing because he he like feels like he's unhinged yeah you know yeah I think like to like just rewind a little like a tiny bit I was thinking about like the clip where he's like where it's him in the beginning where mm. he's like I don't want to kill myself. Oh like, yeah, we totally And then it like cuts to like him obviously months later, you know, the hair is grown mm. out of his beard and he's literally just sitting there like it was definitely kind of like an homage to like how different his state of mental health was yeah. at the beginning versus at that point in in filming. And I'm sure that was like right before he was doing or during when he was recording um, All Eyes on Me and Mm. that funny feeling. And I was like, yeah, you can literally tell there's almost a like, as you said, like the slate is wiped clean. Like there's literally a part one and two to this. Yeah. Yeah. I've totally forgot about that part. Yeah. Um, Also, he's just like saying, just don't just don't kill yourself don't (laughs) it's like that was like i'm like oh yeah you saved so many lives i know he's he's joking but it's like yeah (laughs) okay i mean it's just like the things that you say to people it's like what do you say to people who oh he was like he was like there are people who love you well he's like well maybe they're not but there will be maybe people who love you yeah it's just like the empty words that like everybody says to people who say that they're struggling and be like, just don't kill yourself. Like anything that you say to people who are in that state, it's like, how do you, how do you communicate that? Like without it feeling 
like it's falling short, you know? Yeah. Um, it just feels kind of empty, even though it might be coming from a genuine place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I said, I wasn't going to hold anything back in this podcast, but like last week I was having like, you know, I was struggling with that. Yeah. Just because I feel like I, I mean, I've struggled with, I've been struggling with anxiety and depression for a few years now, but like, I think especially now that we're coming out of the pandemic and there's just been so much that's happened over the past year. And like, I just moved to a new place. I've had a lot of things happen in the past few months that are just like, put a lot of stress on me. And then just trying to figure out myself as an artist and, you know, trying to make things for people that they will like, that they will buy because I need to support myself, but also I need to express myself as an artist. And it's just like really hard to keep up with. And then I watched this and I just felt so validated, but at the same time, it was like forcing me to like acknowledge that I had all of these feelings and Mm -hmm. I just kind of like unraveled. Like I, I, I was like spiraling, like for real spiraling. And I had like panic attacks every morning for a few days last mm-hmm. week so that's why I didn't have we didn't have any episodes the last few weeks because I just I could not get myself to to edit and get things out on time but guys you know, does so much I literally just <laughs> sit here I literally just show up <laughs> that's not true I, I offered at one point to like try and edit them and I think Olivia very kindly <laughs> <laughs> I was like I can help and then you were like ah. <laughs> No, okay. You're like so, trying to tell me what like apps to use or some shit. And I was like, I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And, and this podcast is like an escape for me. You know, it's like a place where I can come and talk to my best friend about things that I'm passionate about and things that I care about um, without the pressure of it being like an actual job, you know, cause we're not yeah. getting paid for this, <laughs> but um And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want it to turn into that where I feel like I have to, Mm -hmm. if I don't perform a week, then like everything is falling apart. So yeah, like I think it's healthy for us to give ourselves space if we need it. And that's what the last few weeks have been for me because this fucking special just destroyed my life. But yeah. I don't, I don't like even know. Like I said, it, it br- brings a lot to the front of your mind. You're just like, yeah. haha, oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where I was going with all that. I just probably overshared way too much, but I don't know. I just felt like the it's special the really. Space, man. Yeah. It, it like just really, like I said, validated everything in a way that I haven't felt any piece of media I've consumed over the past year has adequately done. Um. And so I'm glad that we actually agreed to talk about it because I feel like I probably needed needed to talk about it, but, you know. That yeah. was also me, like, showing you that I had a TikTok when I commented on your your posts. <laughs> oh, so like, I can't, like, shit talk you on my TikTok if I want. No, <laughs> I was just like, let me be creepy because I don't think Olivia knows that I have a TikTok. And I, I don't, I haven't posted anything. I don't have a profile picture. It's literally... I don't even know my TikTok username. It's Dub Chub something. Of course it is. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I gotta get an email. It's not an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Oh, there's TikTok. Yes, it's at Dub with one B and then Chub with two Bs. So at Dub Chub. Chub is with two Bs. 
Nice. Dub chub. <sighs> Anyways, how did you feel about those songs? I feel like I just rambled a little bit. Again, I felt like it definitely like you felt that All Eyes on Me was like the climax, like the the big song of the of the um special. Mm-hmm. And again, it really felt like I think I like I said I was like in that catatonic like mode where I was like watching this and I'm like I know I'm supposed to like not supposed to but like I know I should be feeling something right now like and it wasn't a bad thing that I wasn't it was I like I recognize that because I'm like wow like this is like really it's powerful like it was a powerful like song it was a powerful like like performance and like very visually like I I think that was my favorite part yeah um was like just like him like all like blue or whatever blue wash or brown I don't know the term but he was like blue blue lighting and all that good stuff and it was like I feel like he put I feel like that was probably the song he put like the most like I'm, I don't want to say effort but like his like the most vulnerability I guess yeah like the most like he put a lot of force behind it as far as like hmm. I'm going to drive home the fact that I am not well yeah. <laughs> and that I'm I want well. you to know that yeah I'm a human being that is going through something yeah and yeah. so I appreciated it yeah I think that's where like my attraction comes from is like you can see the vulnerability that he's putting into this work so it's I think it's like a mix between admiring that and respecting the work that he has put into this mm-hmm. um and just appreciating <laughs> appreciating I don't, all of it but yeah I guess we can start to wrap it up um, unless you have any other major thoughts on inside we've been talking for a while nah man I yeah I mean I kind of liked the end where he was like struggling with like leaving the space yeah but he eventually does Um, yeah it's kind of like you you become comfortable in being inside and being in that like dark place because Mm -hmm. and it's scary to try to seek help because Mm -hmm. you've grown to be comfortable even though you know that it's like unhealthy yeah and also also it's like he's he's been making this piece of art and he's he doesn't want to give it up to us yeah um like once it's out there it's open for criticism and once it's outside, you can't get back inside, which is, like, why he's, like, he can't get back in at the end. Yeah. Because he's already put it out there. He's finished it. He's given it up. And it's open open for everyone else's interpretation. But ultimately, he's proud of it. Or at least that's my read with the, like, smirk at the end. It's, like, he's proud of it, and he's okay with us taking it and running with it. So, <sighs> Man, oh man, I could, I feel like I could keep going, but we need to, (laughs) we need to wrap it up. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go cry for an hour now. No, Um, no, it was, it was wonderful. I'm glad we did end up sitting down and talking about it. Like, is it a movie? I think so. Hmm. I think, I mean, it's got like a narrative that we follow. It's not. I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad we watched it. It does not fit in our powerful women in film, but again, it's a bonus episode, so it doesn't count (laughs) towards powerful women. (laughs) Which sounds bad. (laughs) But we are powerful women and we talked about it, so. Darn right. We're powerful. We do what we want. It's our show. Hell yeah. All right. So thank you for talking about it with me, Madeline. Of course. Um, I'm excited to get back into actual movies. Yeah. Uh, I will talk to you again soon. If you like this episode and you want to hear us talk about other movies, um, you can follow us on Instagram to see what we're up to at, at Another Picture Show. You can listen to us on Spotify, on YouTube, on Google Podcasts, on all that jazz. And you uh, can follow me on TikTok at, at DubChub. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I love you, Madeline. I love you, Olivia. I will see you again soon. That sounds ominous, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you soon. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.